Hey mamas, you're listening to the Whole Mama Podcast with Jenna Gibbons. We'll talk all things motherhood and how to build a solid foundation for our children. Our goal is to empower and educate and provide the tools to embrace motherhood and raise compassionate and confident lifelong learners. We believe that as mamas, we need to give ourselves some grace, and our children deserve the best education. I'm your host, Jenna Gibbons, recording right from my barn outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So throw something comfy on and grab a mug of your favorite drink, and let's get started. We have so much to talk about. Thanks for joining me today. Tuesday. Thank you for joining me today. I am so pumped about what we're talking about. So first of all, how are you feeling about your child's reading this year? Do you feel confident in their decoding and fluency skills? Do they feel confident in their reading? And what do they enjoy reading? Do you you know? Do you all talk about it? Do they um, bring books? If they are going to school, do they bring books home to read? More than likely, you are unsure about all of it. And more than likely, you have felt frustrated and overwhelmed about your child's reading well before the pandemic and distance learning. Why? I will tell you. (laughs) Because our education system over the past several years has, in my opinion, lacked a fundamental piece. And that is providing the opportunity and space for children to actually read for pleasure. Not to answer questions, not to take a test, not for an assessment or a grade but the chance to pick up a book and enter an imaginary world with dragons and fairies or jump into a text that unfolds the truth about the deep sea or the Amazon. The focus is so heavy on the preparation for assessments that I think we have forgotten that our children are children and they need to enjoy their childhood and learning and not be absolutely terrified and full of anxiety before an exam. What happened to fostering a love of learning I'm not saying assessments aren't a valid piece of instruction. They definitely are. But they should be used to enhance our child's education, not to terminate. And there are so many ch- uh, te- I'm sorry, teachers right now who are in just in the midst of everything going on, working their hardest to make sure that our kids are still succeeding this year. There is no doubt, and administrators, no doubt, But I do feel that there is an overall theme that I have seen, at least in my teaching and in my tutoring experiences, that that children are 
are frustrated. Like they, you know, there's a time and place, of course, to answer questions and to do assessments and to have those skills, um, you know, in terms of being able to find main idea and being able to sequence. Totally not saying that. But what I am saying is that it is time for us as mamas and parents to bring that joy of reading back. It is time to devote time and space and support to this very critical piece of learning. And we're going to talk about that today. A simple, simple way for you to do that today. Okay, I am so excited. So thank you for joining me today. I'm actually in the barn today. It is very warm here in Nashville. So I've been doing my podcast recordings in the house because it's been you know, chilly during the winter time. But it is like 66 today, and I said, you know what? I am coming out, so I am in the barn recording right next to the horses. I had my coffee earlier. I've uh, been hydrating today with my big gallon uh, water jug. So if you do hear the horses behind me, um, it has been raining here, so it's a little muddy. You may hear them uh, sloshing through the mud, but they are right here listening to us chat today about our kids and their reading. So I hope that makes sense of how I really was trying to provide an honest, at least in my opinion, my honest thoughts on where we are with our children and their reading, right? So the simplest way to do that is through the use of a simple book bag with a variety of text for your child. Just as we create a book list for ourselves for the new year, I know I do, let's also make a plan for our children. How many readers or picture books or chapter books or literally any text for that matter that that they can read before the end of this school year. Think about that. I know for my little guy, he's going to be going to kindergarten. I am getting on the ball. I actually just went to the library yesterday. Um, They did have great sanitizing procedures and everything. And got some books for him. And we're going to start just keeping track of how many he's reading. Because at the end, imagine months of doing this, of reading through your book bag, of how many books your child can look back on. Even keeping track of it on on a chart. Oh my gosh, mom, I read, you know, look how many books. I read 40 books, 30 books. And when we were teaching ESL, our ESL students, the same thing happened. We saw huge growth. And then they could look back and say, they read 30 books. And they are at the next grade level in reading. So I hope that this podcast, this episode, will provide you with motivation and support to start these book bags today. Okay. And so, of course, I always try to bring research on my Teaching Tuesdays. So, this is from a great website called readingrockets.org. They have wonderful research based articles. And they say in this children need time to read, a lot of it. Time spent reading contributes to reading achievement in ways that simply doing worksheets or other activities does not. Time is not a one size fits all proposition, however. So if we have children who are less proficient readers, they may benefit from shorter time frames until they build more reading stamina, whereas better readers may read successfully for longer periods of time. And we can clearly see that reading independently with appropriate texts can foster a love of reading, reinforce those skills that they're learning in the classroom, increase their fluency, and provide a space to practice decoding words. It's the same thing as if they're learning a sport, right? How in the world can you get better if you're not practicing daily? There are strong associations between independent reading and reading achievement, and many researchers believe that independent reading plays a key role in the development of reading fluency, which is the speed and the ease of reading. It helps with vocabulary, background knowledge, and even their spelling. 
And not surprisingly, motivation also is associated with independent reading. Children who are interested in and motivated to read tend to do more independent reading. And there are lots of uh, opinions on independent reading. You may have heard it as deer time or silent sustained reading. And, um, you know, obviously when we're doing this in the classroom, you're having the teacher there with support. But you can still do this at home with suggestions and support um, that I hope to provide you. And I'm sure that your child's teacher can provide you to make sure that your child is reading independently and reading texts that are appropriate. So I wanted to give some suggestions from this Reading Rockets article because it's so good (laughs) for fostering independent reading. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to I'm going to have in my blog for you that I know will help you getting your kids reading in those book bags. So, of course, helping children find books that they'll enjoy. So books on topics that interest them or different book series or books by their favorite author and so on. And I know for me, like, there are some books I go and buy on Amazon or if there's a book sale, but also your library can be a huge resource. In fact, the books that I was looking up for my son the other day from the library, you can literally go in by reading level um, and I'll list the, those on my website as well, if you know the Lexile level, and I'll put all this on my blog, um, or their um, AR score, like you can tell what their level, you can look at exactly what you're looking for at your library. And making sure that the book isn't too difficult. So readers who are struggling will often p- pick a book that's too hard, right? But then... We want to make sure that this reading time is productive. So if it's a book that is too hard, then we're not making use of that silent independent reading time, right? So young children can understand the concept that optimal learning and enjoyment occur when something is right at at the right level of difficulty. So children, this is a really, really great point. So children should be able to read at least 95% of the words in a text accurately, or the book is too difficult for independent reading. Okay, so if a particular book is of interest but just too hard for the child to read right now, you can read the book to to him or her instead and look for something easier for their own reading. So it's not that they can't read that book, um, you know, it's just that you may be reading it more together. And then they also say in this article that over time, encouraging children to explore a variety of text types such as nonfiction books, fiction books, magazines, newspapers, poetry, as well as different topics is is so critical. Like, for example, if your child is learning about dialogue in their classroom, right? Uh, Huge right now um, are are graphic novels, right? Comic books. All of those things are still, you may be like, well, it's a comic book or, or it's not, you know, like a novel, but it's showing all these different types and styles of writing, which is going to be so good for your child, especially if they're enjoying, you know, enjoy reading them. Why not give that to them to read? Or newspaper, you know. So seeking out a range of reading materials from different publishers is a, is a great way to just see what's out there and see what you can find for your, uh, for your child and their reading level. So I hope that helps. I'll put these articles also on my blog. They have a great resource and just validate why it's so important and so easy for you to do right at your home. Doesn't it make sense that we use different texts to guide our children to more challenging reading levels? Instead of learning one sight word here and another sight word there, and they're like, why am I learning these? And I I just feel that especially for our little ones, those little level readers can do just that. I mean, you can fly through them and keep track of it and keep moving them into their reading growth. So as I said, I suggest you offer a variety of texts, no doubt, including comics, newspapers, or whatever's appropriate for your child's age. 
And then in addition to two to three leveled readers at just the right level we just talked about, reading 95% accuracy for your child so that they can read independently and decode those new words, right? And you're going to keep all of that in the little book bag. In fact, if you check out on my uh, website, I have my little merch store. We have little canvas bags that are really cute. But really, any bag will be sufficient in keeping all of those books. And so what I'm going to do on my blog tonight, we'll have these up for you, is um, suggestions for pre-K text, kinder text, first grade, second grade. Then I'm going to lump third and fifth grade together, sixth through eighth grade, and then ninth through twelfth grade for you. Just some suggestions. Again, your teacher is a huge resource. Your library is a really great resource as well. Um, But just kind of giving you some options so that you can get your kids reading. And it can be 20 minutes right after dinner or 20 minutes right when they get home from school or 20 minutes right before bed. Whatever works for your schedule, as long as they are reading as often as possible, daily would be great. I know everyone's schedule is crazy. I know ours is as well. So, you know, a couple times a week would be great in moving into being able to do it daily. So before I head out, I just wanted to give some examples for your pre-K readers. You're going to be focusing on simple readers or rebus stories that use sight words and CBC words. So let me talk about that for just a quick second. A rebus story is one of my favorite things for pre-K and kindergarten readers, okay? So a rebus story is something that, like, if you have a sentence, you will have simple sight words, and then they use a visual picture for a word that they might not be ready to learn yet. For example, if they were saying, I see a house, it would be a picture of a house and then maybe the word underneath it. So it's accessible text for them to read and be successful at. Um, And we know what sight words are, those words that, you know, we're going to see all the time in our reading. And then a CVC word is a simple word that they can decode that's a consonant, a vowel, and a consonant. So bat, hat, I'm (laughs) doing all rhyming words, mug, um, all those kinds of words. And kindergarten will be simple readers as well that use sight words and those CVC words. When you lead into first grade, you're learning more um, advanced phonics skills Not quite a second grade level, but you are going to be learning a lot more. And so having readers that continue to use more challenging phonics skills and sight words um, that they're able to decode independently. And then as you move into second grade, you're using more challenging readers that lead into simple chapter books. One of my favorites is the Magic Treehouse books. They're phenomenal. I absolutely love that series. um, And they're a great thing to to work towards um, going into second grade. Third through fifth grade, again, simple, moving from simple to challenging chapter books, including mysteries, fictional stories, biographies. I mean, there are tons out there. There are tons of series out there right now that actually I had a couple when I was teaching that tied in um, historical events with fiction. And, and so they're learning about the story of this boy or this girl. And then they're also learning about the events in history. And then leading from 6th to 8th grade, chapter books, leading into classics, and then ninth through 12th grade, biographies and classics and fiction and mystery. I mean, there's so many out there. You just have to provide them for your children. I hope this makes it. This is so near and dear to my heart because I have for so many years seen children who absolutely hate reading. And, you know... As a mom right now, I, I, you know, I try so hard to get my reading in and, it, you know, was, even if it's one page, right? But I know where reading took me, the places it took me, and how much it helped me in my life. And if we could do that for our children, and if you can do this in your home for your children, and kind of fill in those gaps simply by providing a, a book bag for them, 
how amazing would that be at the end of this year, whether your school year ends in May or June, to see your children thriving in their reading? So I wanted to end with just a quick quote from Kimberly Long uh, Cockroft, um, the author of Reading Beauty, and she says, of all the places I have loved, I have walked into, I'm sorry, libraries must be the most magical. Have you ever opened the cover of a book and wondered what you would find inside? Where you would go, whom you would meet? A story has the power to send you back in time or into the future to transport you to other lands and kingdoms. I've met ogres, talking rabbits, and some of my best friends in the pages of books. Librarians might just have the best jobs ever. With each library card they hand out, they offer a ticket to strange and marvelous worlds. Open a book, and, like Reading Beauty, you might fall under a spell. The magic of a deep read. But chances are, unlike the sleeping beauty of the original fairy tale, you will never want the spell to be broken. I hope you have a great evening and stay tuned. Please check out my blog with these resources for you. I also have a new Facebook uh, group called The Whole Mamas. I would love for you to join and uh, please stay tuned on all my social media for updates on what we're doing. I hope you have a great, great evening and we'll see you again soon. Take care. Mama, thank you for joining me at the barn today for the Whole Mama podcast. I hope you've laughed, reflected, and learned something valuable to take home to your family. I'll meet you right back here next week. And in the meantime, focus on these important things. Take care of yourself, read daily with your children, and find times throughout the day to truly be present with your family. This time is precious, so we must embrace those moments and be intentional about it. Lastly, remember to find those things that bring you joy daily. That cup of coffee, those comfy leggings, that song or that scripture, or even that glass of wine. Whatever it is, make sure you find that daily joy for yourself. You deserve it, Mama. If you enjoyed this show, please consider supporting it and click the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. For more content, community, and connection, please subscribe to receive a monthly Whole Mama newsletter at my blog at IamTheWholeMama.com and follow me on social media. Thank you again for joining me today, and I'll meet you right back here for our next episode at The Whole Mama.